Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, welcome again to another edition of Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. Mike Kapler is with me, and uh, we're going to get right into it. We've been talking about the subject, a controversial subject for some people, uh, lots of opinions, I suppose, out there. And we want to reassure everybody that, uh, as with all of our programs, uh, if you don't agree with us, <laughs> you're going to a place that you don't even want to go to. I'm just kidding. We're just <laughs> we're just kidding. You're free to agree with us. You're free to disagree with us. Just send all your hate mail to Cap. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of grace is that it's okay to have different opinions. Uh, we don't have to hang the phone up on each other. We can we can have honest disagreements. We don't have all the answers. Nobody does. And that's the beauty of grace. You know, there's a lot of people who who have uh seen churches split over some of the silliest things and and it ought not to be that way between brothers and sisters. So, sometimes we see things differently and that's okay. Yeah, it's it's all right to do that and and so, so indeed, that's why we're saying that. Keep in mind that if um, we're just sharing our thoughts, this is what this is where we're at with this issue of of tithing and giving, and uh, you know, out, it, truthfully, out of all the things that I've discussed with uh, with Christians, this is probably one of the most controversial subjects, as well as First John one nine and the whole confession of sin things. I, I, I it's just those two subjects. I mean, there's more, but. Those two seem to get in the most heated debates, <laughs> but yeah. So we'll we'll just pick up on on some of the things we talked about. You know, we're gonna get into Hebrews seven a little bit, and there are a few things that uh, about the tithe. You know, Cap, we we started off talking about Malachi three and how in the church today, when the tithe is being preached, people go right to Malachi three. And uh, and and they say, see, this is what Malachi three says. And so, if you tithe, this is what's going to. If you don't tithe, you're robbing God. And if you do tithe, this is what will happen. I think uh, you've got that passage open, Cap. Maybe we can get a little bit more into that as we start off. Yeah, what we're looking at here is a familiar passage for those who who have heard it in, in church before. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, Malachi three ten, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And then it goes on from there. By the way, if if, if you didn't hear last week's program, I encourage you to, to maybe stop right now and go back. And mm-hmm. we did lay a little foundation about tithing last week. And, and so we're kind of picking up from there this week here on Growing in Grace. But but there you have it, Malachi 3.10, Joel. Um, it, it's right there. So, so what's the problem? Well, first of all, you know the whole word. Um, uh, yeah, where do we start with this? Because uh, there's so many things. But what is the storehouse? For one thing, to many people today, there's this building that's on the on the corner called a church, and uh, there's a group of people that goes and meets there every day, uh, every week, and so that has become, in many people's minds, the storehouse. But what was the storehouse? Let's let's talk about that. Again, uh, after uh, listening to last week's program, you know there was there was this tribe called the Levites, one of the twelve tribes of Israel, and the ele- other eleven tribes were to bring their tithes, were to bring ten percent of 
their crops and animals and stuff like that in order to provide for this 12th tribe. And there was this place called the storehouse, which is where all this stuff was brought so that the, so that the Levite priests uh, could, uh, could eat and could live uh, because God had told the Levites, I want you to focus on your duties, and I want these other 11 tribes to provide for you. And so that's really what the storehouse was. And, uh, and then many people, of course, will, will say, well, see, the, the pastor and uh, the elders and the leadership team, that's the modern-day priest. But that's far, far, far from the truth. In reality, in Christ, we're all priests. We, you know, we're a royal priesthood, uh, a, a pastor, and this is maybe a subject that we should get into sometime, but really the Bible doesn't say a whole lot about what a pastor is, but a pastor is one part of the body of Christ, just like everybody else. Everybody in the body of Christ is equally as important as anyone else, and, and uh, a pastor is functioning in his gifts. Uh, what God has gifted that person to do, and everyone else too. And so, long story short, here the uh, the pastor is not the new covenant uh, edition of a priest. We're all priests, and we're all um, kings in this kingdom. And so, this whole Malachi thing—that's you know the storehouse. That's what the, the storehouse has nothing to do with a church or a church system. It is interesting how. Um we, we seem to kind of shift over from this, this old covenant practice of tithing and, and the storehouse like what you were talking about, Joel. And, and almost word for word, you can go from church to church and say that I believe, mo- most people in the church will say, I believe the new covenant storehouse is the local church. This, this became the, the new storehouse. This, this became the, uh, the replacement for the old storehouse. And meet the <laughs> meet the boss, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, right? No, it's um, it's one of those things where you you really don't see that clearly in Scripture. Now, it may make sense to some people the way they're thinking of this, but there's really nothing to communicate this in, in Scripture that suddenly the church has become the new covenant storehouse for the tithe. And you would think, um, I'm jumping off the, the the side of the road here for just a minute. Uh, you would think. The Apostle Paul, who was uh, you know one of one of the the main writers of, of the New Covenant, the New Testament, uh, wrote the majority of it anyway. You would think that somewhere along the way, if, if if this was such an important thing, that Paul somehow would have addressed the importance of tithing. And later on, we will talk about some things Paul discussed about giving, you know, uh, under this New Covenant and, and with grace, but. Um, he, he never really brought up the tithe or the new covenant storehouse being the church or any of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. No, he, Paul didn't, and and uh, you know some people will say, well, Jesus brought up the tithe, and 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 we'll get into that as well when when we uh, get a little bit further into this as well, because Jesus did mention the tithe a couple times. Uh, but again, we got to take that in context, just like everything else. But really, if if you want to know, you know, again, the what we do is we. As the church today, we want to get people to give, and so we uh, go to Malachi 3, and and we go to Abraham's tithe and all this stuff, and we say, see, you know, it's a principle that we're, for the church to follow, the principle of giving 10% of your income. Well, for one thing, the tithe never had anything to do with their income. (laughs) It had to do with food and uh, and things like that. And, And really, we can't get into all these tithing verses because... 
you know, maybe you've got a, a concordance or um, a computer Bible or, or go online to one of the Bibles, just search for the word tithe or tithes or uh, tenth, and you'll find all kinds of scriptures about this. But specifically the tithing laws, you're, you're going to have to go to uh, Deuteronomy, Second uh, Chronicles, Nehemiah, uh, again, uh, Malachi. Uh, there's all kinds of stipulations within that thing and then there's no way if a christian really wants to tithe according to what uh, the law said uh, there's no way that we're going to do that because the system is completely different everything is set up completely differently and so um, as we'll get into later giving in the new covenant isn't based upon a percentage it's not based upon trying to provide for some priests or a tribe uh, but it's based upon you know giving cheerfully from your heart again we'll get into that uh at another time, but one <laughs> here's one here's one of the uh, the tithing scriptures cap that I wonder if this one ever gets preached uh, in the church. <laughs> the, uh, after all these tithing laws were set up, there's one in Deuteronomy that says, "But if the journey is too long for you, uh, so that you are not able to carry the tithe, again remember the tithe was plants, was food, was animals. If the place uh, is too far that you are not able to carry the tithe." If the place where the Lord your God chooses to put his name is too far from you, and it says, then you shall exchange it for money. So take your tithe, exchange it for money. Take the money in your hand and go to the place which the Lord your God chooses, and you shall spend that money for whatever your heart desires, for oxen or sheep, for wine or strong drink, for whatever your heart desires, you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice, you and your household. Now, you know, preach that in the church today. <laughs> you know, take uh, the, the tithe and exchange it for money and buy uh, strong drink, you know, buy wine, buy oxen, buy whatever your heart desires, and have basically have a party uh, before the Lord. There's just so many things that uh, in, in these tithing laws that we really need to consider if we're going to try to translate it into the church, which again, it's it's not it was never meant to be that way. And and you know you can even relate to the the Sabbath laws kind of like this because there are people who think Sunday is the Sabbath, um, at least in in the Christian church, and uh, you know we we shouldn't have stores open and that sort of thing. It, it's so it's so different from the, the the old covenant that the Jews were under you, you can't be under the same set of rules i mean it's it's just not the same thing to say that sunday is the sabbath and we shouldn't we shouldn't work we shouldn't do this we shouldn't have stores open we shouldn't have commerce or whatever it is you're thinking um it, it's just so different because there were so many laws even within the sabbath laws you know you couldn't travel 3000 feet and of course we know the stories about the Pharisees getting frustrated with Jesus when he would take the time to actually heal somebody on the Sabbath. I mean, it was it was just so ridiculous to say you shouldn't heal that person because it's the Sabbath. I mean, the, the, it's it's so ludicrous that you know Jesus would get so frustrated with that that they were missing the whole point of what the Sabbath was for. And and like you said, Joel, I mean, the tithe today, the way we think of the tithe, it, it is uh, such a different culture, such a different time that. What we think of the tithe is nowhere anything like what the tithe really was under that old covenant. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, if if I could summarize it all, because now you know we'll start moving into some other things that you know I said we'll get into Hebrews seven. We'll have to wait for that one, I guess, till next time. But if I was to summarize what we've said so far about the the tithe and the way that it was set up under the old covenant, the old covenant was set up for a specific reason. 
it had all of these things in place to provide for specific functions, to provide for these Levites specifically for specific reasons. Uh, it was God never set up this tithing system as a principle for general giving. He never set it up as something, well, let's see, uh, after I do the old covenant, I'm going to set up this new covenant, so I better... I better give these Christians uh, uh, an idea of how I want them to give. It's, it's, you know, it wasn't anything like that. It was, there's 11 tribes providing for the 12th tribe, and uh, all, there was enough food, there was, an, there was enough um, of, the, of crops and animals, there was enough between, in those 11 tribes to provide for that 12th tribe, the Levites, so that, again, that Levite tribe, they had specific functions. You know, they did the animal sacrifices. Uh, they did. They were. They led worship in in certain verses. You'll find that uh, they their functions were many, and so they didn't have time to be out in the fields raising their own crops and, and making you know their own an, uh, raising their own animals for food, and so that's why that whole system was set up. And again, we've Christianized it, and we were never meant to do that. All right, so next time we'll talk more about this, and we'll talk about some things like what Joel referred to in Hebrews, and also when Jesus addressed the tithe, what did he say about it? We'll talk about that next time on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.